1: all right everybody and welcome back to another episode of the big Grimbowski. tonight i have with me heidi love from unfiltered rise podcast who is going to tell me uh, about her story when she uh born and raised into the mormon church correct
0: yes yes born and raised yep and then escaped <laughs> yeah took so me long enough tonight? to figure it out i'm good how are you doing
1: <laughs> not too terribly bad
0: awesome awesome i wish the weather was better oh is it raining there yes something well i mean
1: yeah it rained (laughs) all day yesterday but like today it's just all gloomy and Uh, chilly and every you know a lot of people are just like oh i love the seasons i love the seasons Uh, i'm like no fuck these seasons i don't like this shit Uh, i don't like being cold i want to move to the south
0: i don't like summer so we are completely opposite (laughs) (laughs) I hate summer. I I yesterday or yeah, it was yesterday when I talked to some guy about it, and I can't remember who because I talked to like three people yesterday. But anyway, when I was talking to them, I'm like, "Summer's a scam. Like it's way hot, and I swell up, and I feel like crap." Falls the bomb, but like raining, eh, I don't love rain, but right. I like snow. I like snow. I live in Utah. I, I don't. <laughs> I
1: I don't even I don't even like the snow. Mm-hmm. We get a lot of it. I just think it's funny though. Like when like georgia or or somewhere far south like that it's like a half an inch of snow like a a light dusting and they shut the whole entire state down they don't know no one knows how to handle anything they shut all the roads down and i'm just like
0: push the Yeah, and we get like
1: six feet of snow on average in the winter here like that's that's normal
0: oh we get snow here we get snow this is actually the motto for our uh for all of our like license plates and everything used to be the greatest snow on earth because we have so many ski resorts and mountains and blah, blah blah. So I get like six feet in my yard, like <laughs>
1: right and, exactly oh, it's
0: it's snow. It's snow up in this in this place for sure. it's it's a lot. Last year was a crazy winter, and it lasted forever. I, even as much as I love winter, I was like over it because it was like May. and I think we still had a couple of snowstorms in the mountains, and I was like, okay knock it off up there quit playing with the weather right no that's not that's not organic at all i'm like "Mm, (laughs) stop stop it and then and then they won't let you ski anyway past a certain time frame because of the avalanches like it starts to slip so oh i didn't
1: even realize like that was like a a thing i mean obviously avalanches but i didn't think that there was like a specific like time frame where like you just like weren't allowed to be there because like they happened
0: yeah they kind of close it up yeah they they were weird about it last year they're oh it got warm and then it got cold so we don't know and they just shut them down i was like oh that sucks for the people that have passes but i think they just low-key were over it (laughs) i think they were like hit the button it's enough you know i mean those people usually don't work that long so it's like a seasonal deal but yeah we get a lot of snow, a lot of snow here. I'm not a skier. I never got to learn. So it sucks for me.
1: <laughs> I, I did some snowboarding when I was like a teenager and stuff. And I had a lot of fun doing that, but uh, not so much as an adult.
0: No, I just, my back and everything hurts already. I don't need any help. Like, <laughs> right? I'm, I'm always like, Oh, I don't know. I mean, my husband's always like, Oh, you could try again. I'm like, yeah, I just, I have a hard time walking sometimes. So I, I think I'm. You go ahead. <laughs> Take the kids.
2: <laughs> right. That's, no
0: that's like a young man's sport, unless you're good at it. If you're good at it, if you're super good at it and you have like nothing broken on you, go right ahead. Don't sunny bono, you know?
1: Right. Like, <laughs> I'll be fine getting on my bicycle to go to a skate park and. And riding yeah. around, I can still do that, no problems, and uh, you know, I'll grind <laughs> down a handrail or two or whatever. But like, right? Uh, I just that's too much coordination. It's too similar to skateboarding, and yeah. I can't skateboard to save my life.
0: <laughs> I I was never coordinated enough for the whole uh, skiing. I I did, however, take out a ski instructor once, which was <laughs> pretty funny. So, and all of my friends were there, so that was awesome. No, and they just laughed and laughed. We went through. <laughs> I don't know what he was doing, but he was like holding my hands and we're looking at my feet. And all of a sudden my brain like engaged. And I was like, he's looking at my feet and I'm looking at my feet and he's skating backward or skiing backwards. Who the hell's watching where we're going? Well, nobody was. So I looked up orange fence. We like went down the mountain through the fence and he lands on top of me, like on like mating position oh and no. yeah i'm i just said like, to me and he just goes that was the best wipe out of my life man and i was like mm-hmm. i'm gonna i'm literally gonna freak out if you don't get off me <laughs> <laughs> my husband was at the top of the mountain he was like oh that was with my friend i was like cool that's great i never want to go again
1: <laughs> traumatized
0: yeah trauma more trauma mormon trauma ski trauma utah trauma
1: exactly <laughs> Okay. Yeah. So I have listened to part one Ooh. and part two of um,
0: awesome
1: your, your Josh. story on your podcast. And um, so anyone uh, who hasn't listened, definitely go and listen to that, yes. but make sure that you do stay here and listen to what she has to say. So I'm going to let you <laughs> take the wheel.
0: All right. So should we start with uh, my beginnings or the church's beginnings?
1: Uh, let's just, we'll go with yours and then we'll we'll get into, we'll get into the (laughs) church there.
0: We'll get into the church. Okay. So I was born into the church. Um, my parents were what you call Jack Mormons, which means like Catholics that go on Eastern Christmas. Like it's kind of like that. They don't really go, they do what they want. They still smoke and drink. You can't do any of that stuff when you're really actually Mormon. Um, if you're practicing, you know, and doing what you should be doing. So they never really went, but my neighbors went. And so they thought, oh, well, we should send them. So they won't be heathens to church with these people because the Mormons will always be like, oh, let us help you do this. Let us help you take your kids to church. Let us help. You know, they're very helpful people. And so honestly, and this is the disclaimer I always say, because Most Mormon podcasts will not go into the things I'm going to get into here in a little while because they say it's disrespectful or making fun of them for their like religious stuff they do. And here's the thing. I don't feel that way at all. The reason why I go into what I go into is not to make fun of anything. It is because I feel like I was victimized and lied to, and I feel like I shouldn't have to hide that. I feel like other people should know so that if they're at the brink where they're like, oh, maybe I am going to go through the temple because the Mormon church is pretty good until you go to the temple and then things get weird. And so, but no one could talk about the temple until you go. It's like a rule. Not even your grandma will tell you what's going to happen in there. So you're just kind of thrown into it and we'll get there. But I just want people to know that this is why I talk about what I do, because I still have family that are Mormon. I've listened to a lot of other Mormon podcast people that are, and I'm like, no, no, they don't beat their wives like ritualistically. What is she talking about? I mean, I like how to step back and go, no, this is crazy. Like some of them are probably do. Some of them probably don't it's no different than Catholics or any other group. I mean, there, there's bad exactly. apples. Yeah. <clears throat> so I hate, and my asthma's in rare form. So sorry about that. Pollen's high here. <laughs> we got a nice <laughs> sunny day. And so I just think that when people come on and try and make it more like, yes, I was beaten. My dad was an ass, my stepdad, but it wasn't because he was Mormon. Okay. It just, that was just like, not part of my my story about Mormonism. So I want people to know, you know what, if it wasn't for my neighbor, who was a Mormon, my mom might be dead. Like she literally helped save my mom multiple times. So it's not the people in the middle. It's no different than the government or the, you know, powers that be in any other big thing, you know, that's in the world, any big uh, group, like we were talking politics or whatever, like lower, like city officials probably aren't that bad of people. But if you get up to the top, top, you're probably going to meet some not really straight arrows. Okay. So same thing with religion and any religion. So I feel like the normal people that are in this, like my family members or other people that I know here, cause I still live in this state, which is like mostly Mormon. <laughs> Like, I have to hide this from my neighbors that, and sometimes my daughter will be like, Oh, mom has podcasts. I'm like, no, don't tell your friends that because then you can't come play. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm always like, Oh no, no. What did you tell her that for? But either way, whatever. I just like to get it out there that I don't think that of people. So we went with our nice neighbors who are very nice people and good people. And we were baptized into the church by with my neighbor actually baptized me because you have to be worthy to like baptize. So like my dad couldn't do it or anything at eight years old, you get baptized. The only difference between us and regular churches on the baptism is we don't get baptized for God. We get baptized into the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, which is what they say. And so even that pulling that apart, and it's really indoctrinating the whole time, but you don't realize it because you're a kid you know, you just think, oh, this is just what you do. You know, you go to testimony meetings once a month at the first Sunday of the month. And if you feel the spirit or your mom nudges you enough, you go up to the front and you say, I'd like to bear my testimony. And I know this church is true. Like everything's about the church. It's missing the God part. It's a lot, but you don't you don't recognize it because they say the God part is, the same as with, you know, basically like that is the church is, is God. So don't worry about that. But that that's really not true. They're talking a lot about, you know, the church. And so little four-year-olds will get up there and they're like, I, they say these little things. And I'm like, you don't even know what testimony means. No, there's no way, you know, you're a kid, you're four. And so you get, you get this stuff like, cause then everybody's like, Oh, you did good. You're way to go Johnny you know so i mean it's indoctrinating that way but it's it's not i don't feel like that's harmful necessarily it is in the long run but like overall are they hurting anyone at that point not really you know mm-hmm. you get into um a lot of things like later when you become a teenager that are weird um you start having bishop meetings because you can't go to the like dances they have dances for the kids that are like you have to be 14 and you you can't date till you're 16 so you kind of want to go to those dances cuz you're like I can't do anything else you know how am I ever going to meet a human right. so i mean you have to go to these meetings with your bishop to like figure out if you're worthy to go and so they ask you some really inappropriate questions. Like, do you masturbate weird stuff? Like all kind, of, like, what do you do? Like, how do you do? And you're alone, you're alone in that office with that person. and And now reviewing it, I'm like, that was so messed up. But like, at the time, I didn't feel victimized at the time, I didn't feel weird about it. You know, you just knew that's what it was. And you become a super good liar immediately. Because if you answer that question wrong, like one time, and you get like, that whole, like, she didn't go to the dance. I wonder why she didn't, you know, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: it it gets awkward. So you learn very quickly in Mormonism that perfection is what they're seeking, whether it's real or imagined, (laughs) you become perfect. So it's a lot of pressure on people. I feel like this state is, I don't feel this is truth. I'm, I am a nurse. I've been a nurse 24 years. Um, We see a lot of depression and suicide rates here. It, It has to correlate. I mean, it, it, that pressure is so much. And I had it a lot too, as a, as a mom later on in my life. So anyway, back to teenage years, you're doing that. You hook up and go to these little like young women's young men's, you guys sometimes do group activities. So the moms go to relief society, the dads go to their meeting. These are all on different days of the week. Then the kids go to their meeting. Then the teenagers go to their meeting. Then on Sunday, I'll go to a meeting. <laughs> so like mm-hmm. you're busy all the time. And then once a month you have to go, you know, visiting, teaching to your neighbors and you have to go do that. I mean, there's a lot of have tos. Like if you're in the Mormon church, you are not, you do not lack for things to do. Like lit- literally you're just probably tired. I mean, and, and sometimes that's a good thing, you know, sometimes for some people that like can help them pull them out of addictions or different things because you don't have time for any of that crap. You know, you you're busy. You're not having a beer for sure. Anyways, because it's against the rules, but even if you had time, there's you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have time. So, um, and then as you get older, you get like 12 at 12 years old, you can get your first little taste of the temple and you can do baptisms for the dead. Now remember, they're already baptized at 8 years old for themselves. <laughs> so later you're baptizing people by proxy because they're dead and you can do up to 13 each and you d- you do this in a font, a baptismal font inside the temple and you feel all special because you're like, "Oh my gosh, I'm in the temple." Like there's even songs about the temple like, "I'm going to get married in the temple one day." Like they really shove this down your throat. So you're like, wow, I am made it in here. I lied enough that I'm perfect. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm here, great, you know? And so you do these things for proxy, but you don't really even understand what that means. Like at, at 12 and 13, I don't think I did, you know? So
1: is there a significance to why you're only allowed to do so many?
0: Um. No, I think it's more like everybody's waiting to take their turn. So you gotta wrap it up you know, whoever. Right, it's funny that they you.
1: chose the number 13,
0: right? 13. Yes. And so that's, um, a fun little thing. And that's why Mormons are so into genealogy <laughs> oh. because they have to get the names of all these dead people in their families. So you can go and baptize them. Right. And if And they even did like Hitler and Jews and all kinds of bad stuff. And I'm like, and when the Jewish people started getting baptized after they died in the Holocaust for what they believed, they were sued. They were definitely sued. And that Uh, crap stopped. Yeah. And then so the Mormons don't really have the line where they're like, maybe we shouldn't do that because, you know, it's probably not a good idea
1: right it's not just after the fact you're like "Mm, in hindsight uh, that was a bad idea guys
0: bad plan Gina you know they're like oh actually it would be George because Gina's don't make those decisions but (laughs) (laughs) you you know what I'm saying it would have been yeah it's not it's not good so you do this whole proxy thing but to you as a kid you're like yeah and then we went with the young men and had ice cream so that was cool you know like you really don't know what you're doing you really and even if somebody breaks it down for you I don't think you really get it and so Mm -hmm. if you did you're like probably thinking why the hell are we baptizing dead people what's going on with the dead people you know I mean like retrospect is everything whatever moving on with my life you go forward from there my family turbulence it was just stupid my whole life like when I was a kid is really a lot and so I was um my stepdad was rare form, just like to beat people. And uh my mom almost died. And then because she'd had so much problems with him, she had had suicide attempts. And then because of that, you know, she drank too much and he drank too much and there was drugs involved and all this stuff. So basically we were taken away by the time I was 12, lived with my grandma. We moved away from Idaho and back to Utah. Well, Utah Mormons and Idaho Mormons, anywhere else in the whole anywhere I would venture to state world it's a lot different than Utah with Utah being the Mecca things are real serious here okay some places mm-hmm. you go like Idaho was more relaxed I feel like they were serious but they weren't like serious you know and and so it was change it was a big change and I still stayed in the church my grandma was very church-centered and her, none of her kids had made it through the temple is a big deal for her. She went through the temple alone because my grandpa was basically a hooligan until he was like 50 something. He was a one, he was a one percenter. Do you know what that is, it's not good. So like a biker, you know?
1: Okay. That's what I, that's what I figured. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And my uncle was a sundowner. And so all these things, which is like hell's angels, but, okay. um, so all this stuff, her kids didn't really turn out like she thought they might and wanted them to. So she like put all her energy into like, this one's going to make it, you know, this kid is going to make it. So she like did everything to make sure, like I was going to church, I was doing what I needed to do, blah, blah, blah. And so even with boys, cause I was super boy, crazy early. She was like, I will straight up give you your grandpa's sports car. If you graduate and you're a virgin, <laughs> I didn't say, I never said that on another podcast, but that's true. <laughs> And I was like, damn. And so it does like make it into your perspective. Like, is he really worth a car? Hmm. You know, like, right. Yeah. Needless to say, I wasn't with anyone until I got married, but I did get married at 17, like a moron. And so, but everybody was fine with it. Like I should have been at senior prom and I wasn't, I was getting married to a 25 year old man. So I wasn't pregnant. I was just an idiot. And I thought this was a good idea because my grandparents got married at 14 and 16. So. Right. So like for you you
1: guys, it was just commonplace. Don't know. It was like,
0: oh yeah, it's fine. Totally fine. She does that. So (laughs) I got married to this 25 year old. I I don't know. Now looking back on it, it's really awkward that he wanted to marry a 17 year old. I'm like, "Hmm." anyway, yeah. A lot of things there. So we get really involved in the church together and his parents have never forgiven me. I'm pretty sure. Cause he was Roman Catholic and he was Irish and you just like a Mick, you know, like McKinney, McDonald, like he was a Mick. And so it was bad. And his family was upset. I mean, I get it now back then I was like, I don't know. He's doing way better now, you know, which he was cause he was an addict for many years And for him, it was like something to focus on, like good things to focus on. And that's why I say, you know, I don't really, it's hard for me because it's satanic. So the church is like lies. If they came out and said, you know what, we are a group that just believes in blah, blah, blah. And we're almost Freemasons and we're sort of satanic and Christ is going to be thrown out of this whole thing. I would stop this. Like I would stop talking about it the fact that I was told that this was how you get to heaven and that this is the only way that God's going to love me. That pisses me off. Literally. Right. So we start doing all these classes to go to the temple because he was a convert. So we couldn't get married in the temple at first because they have to wait a year because they have to make sure they're like, are you really sure you want to, you know, do it. Mm -hmm. And so they make them wait, (laughs) which is fine, whatever. We did the classes and all the things. And, we go through the temple when I'm pretty pregnant because like it, it, we'd been married like two and some change years by then. And so <laughs> I'm like nine months pregnant. And the first thing that happens to me as we go in there is they give me this, they don't do this anymore because <laughs> straight up people suit them. They have you take off your clothes and they have you put on this poncho thing and it's open. It's like a poncho. It's like sides open. And you sit down on this cold bench in this little room and you're like waiting for somebody and you're like, what the hell is going on? And the bench is like sucky. The bench is like hard and not even not. It's not like anything else in there. I mean, it's like stone and you're kind of naked, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, why is this so cold? Well, I found out later that's because that's an altar. <laughs> I didn't know that it doesn't really look like it because it's just a bench stone thing, but in the rear view mirror i'm like i okay yeah i see it got it and then they come in and they bless you and now they only touch people's foreheads because there was so much controversy cuz they come in and they touch here and they touch like your navel and they bless your loins which is like your you know, junk. And so they do it right above that. There's no sexual weirdness, none of that, but like, it's very uncomfortable. You're very, right, very, probably you're very uncomfortable. Yeah. And also if you're in the Mormon church, you know that they're only people that can have the priesthood as men. Okay. The period. End of the story. So the men do the blessings, the men hold the priesthood, the men do the stuff that's how it is. So this lady comes in and here I am so indoctrinated. I'm like, wait a minute. I know I'm naked and everything. That's fine. Whatever it's cold, but you can't give me a blessing because <laughs> you're a lady. and that, That's all I cared about at that point. I'm like, looking back, I was like, what the heck? But yeah. And so this lady comes in and I'm like, but where's the guy? Cause you don't have the priesthood. You, you clearly cannot do this. And she's like, oh, it's different in the temple. Of course, of course it is. Of course it is. Everything. So there's washing and anointings that happen. And it's like symbolic with oil and stuff. But also, guess what? Masons do washing and anointings. Masons receive new underwear in their temple rites. And right after you're naked and do this stupid shit stuff, excuse me, <laughs> you get new underwear. I know. I try not. <laughs> My own self, I'm like, because <clears throat> I am Christian and I'm fully love god but i do slip a lot on the bad mouth i was raised by truckers and bikers and i'm working on it so anyway <laughs> um then they come in and they get you all ready and you go into another room and it's it's like um all painted like the garden of eden and the men sit on one side and the women sit on the other and they do this story and if you're in a live version of this then it's it's like a play And if you're in non-live version, it's a movie and it's Mm -hmm. all about how God created the world and all this stuff. And like, so eventually, you know, they get to Adam and Eve and then we're kind of representative of Adam and Eve. And then it's like, they have people come to an altar and they talk about like the devil coming in. And, and if you're in the play part, they took it out because too many people were like spooked out that like, there was a dev, like a devil that would come in dressed all in black and be all weird. Now it's just like, I guess they just say it like, Oh, and then Lucifer came. I, I don't know what they do now because I don't go anymore. Thank heavens. So still Lucifer has a huge part of this whole thing. So the people are reenacting this with it. As far as like, they'll tell you, um, okay, Adam got you know, out into the lone and dreary world and he's praying and, and he's calling out pay. They used to say Pele L, which means, Oh, hear me false God, but people got smart and they started. So now they say, Oh, hear me, hear me, God, hear the words of my mouth. And so then all of a sudden God doesn't come. Lucifer does. Lucifer shows up and he says, Oh, God's going to know you're naked. You better put this apron on. Okay. Why did Lucifer answer the prayer why did lucifer answer the prayer when he was praying and that was always weird like somebody brought that up in one of my other ones and i was like oh i didn't i didn't catch that and then the, he says you better get this apron and we get the apron and we put it on because he gave it to us then everybody stands up and they put on their fig leaf apron they put on this green apron. It's the only thing of color in the whole thing. It used to be really a Masonic apron with like checkers and like the sun and all kinds of Masonic stuff. But they of course changed that in the 1960s. And I remember my gra- my grandma, my great grandma was like, such a shame. Those were so much cuter. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah. You look at them and it's like, oh, sheesh. I know why. Like, it's like the sundial and like up above the checkered floor and like all kinds of mason crap so i mean i see why they changed them like probably
1: Right. i really love the, yeah. uh, the red upside down star the circle <laughs> on the back side of it too. yeah
0: that <laughs> was so bad and so she's like oh we just have these green ones now and i'm like yeah so you're sitting there just just think just put yourself you've already been naked you got these weird underwear now by the way they look like a full t-shirt for a girl like maybe a little bit like of a cap sleeve right there and Mm -hmm. it's like a t-shirt and then also long like underwear like men's boxer briefs for women and they have symbols on them they have a compass and a square on each nipple they have a ruler that goes sideways over your navel and they have another ruler on your knee where your knee would like be on the ground if you would kneel and you have to wear these for all your life. You have to wear them. I mean, obviously, different pairs. Like they're your underwear now. Funny enough, the church is who makes them. Funny enough, you can't buy them anywhere else. Funny enough, they cost like 40 bucks a pair. And you have, and I've seen, and I can't prove this, and I don't like saying things that I can't prove. So I'm just gonna say I can't prove it. I've seen pictures of kids making them in sweatshops. So I don't think their overhead is high. Um Yeah. And so you go get these underwear and you can't even buy the underwear. Like if you went in, you tried to buy someone, they, they would say, I need to see your recommend there. And you can't even fake it. It's all digital. They're no dummies. They got like top of the line crap, like they're smart. And so you have all that stuff. So you get, you've got your weird underwear on, you can't even put your bra underneath. You have to put your bra over the top. Everything, even your, if you wear regular underwear, it has to go over the top. So, can you even imagine the situation this is like very pregnant and then like postpartum situations, monthly situations mm. for girls, boxer shorts, they don't fit like underwear. Okay. It's no, not a thing. So, probably the most miserable years of my life spent in those, not the reason why I left the church. People would be like, oh, that's why she left. She didn't like the garments. No. That's not why I'm just saying it was very uncomfortable and I'm hot all the time. Cause I don't have a thyroid cause I had cancer. And so you have to wear those underneath your clothing and you cannot wear anything that would show them. So no more tank tops, no more cute tank top, summer dresses, no more short dresses. Everything's to the knee. Like this is why they're very modest. And it used to be like, if you go back, back, back to the olden days, to the wrist, they were, they were like to the wrist and to the ankle. And the, um, the FLDS, which are like the polygamists, they still do that. (laughs) They go by the letter of the law and that's why they look so little house on the prairie because I mean, they have to cover all that.
1: So what's the difference between them and then the temple Mormons?
0: So they have their own temple as well. There's three branches. Well, there's probably more, but there's three main branches that split off after Joseph Smith died. He had the main branch of the LDS people that came here and settled in Salt Lake and Brigham Young took over that, that whole thing. They were still polygamists then everything like that. But like that became the mainstream church for the most part. Then there was like a big uproar. I can't remember which prophet they didn't think it was the right prophet, whatever. And so they went their own way because they were changing the Book of Mormon. And that is true. That Book of Mormon has been changed more times than probably I change underwear. Like it has been fixed and changed. And if anything, like how I told you, oh, they don't do that anymore. Oh, they don't do this anymore. Blah, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. This happens all the time because people get offended. And so those people that dress like Little House on the Prairie, the FLDS, They actually practice real Mormonism. They are probably the only people that practice real Mormonism. They did not ever change the Book of Mormon. They don't bend to meet Kool-Aid hair people, okay? They just don't. They stick to what it says, and that's what they do. And so I almost have some sort of, like, props to them other than the pedophilia. Like, they like to have little child brides that are 12, so that's not okay. So I'm like, you know what, if they want to have 20 wives and everybody's in agreements and they're over 18, I don't really care. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. that's their choice. I also think they're very indoctrinated and I know what they do to them because I lived in that area for a long time. I lived in St. George and they live in Colorado city, which is very close. And we would see them and they indoctrinate them so bad that very few people leave because they feel like they really will go to hell and their husbands oftentimes keep their children and their children do not belong to them. It's really hard. They have their own government. They have their own people out there. Like, I mean, it's serious. And so that's the FLDS. The mainstream LDS is the people you see come knocking on your door. The more, I want to say normie, they're normie Mormons. Like that's the normie Mormons. And they practice just The mainstream Mormonism. And then there's the reorganized church, which branched off after the death of Joseph Smith because his wife Emma hated polygamy and thought it was crap. And her son started that. So she was like, Yeah, we can't. I believe in this, but we're not doing that. We're we're cutting that. And I don't blame her at all. There's no way. I actually, we're not done with the temple part, but I will tell you this. I've said it on a couple. I actually lost my husband to a polygamist. So it's funny now <laughs> it wasn't funny it was not funny when it happened i kicked right her um <laughs> i did i almost went to jail um <sighs> i know i shouldn't condone violence but like sometimes people deserve violence because she knew that we You're were here. trying right yeah she knew i gave her a chance look i'm willing to give anybody a chance i i came to her woman to woman and said knock it off I know what you're doing. I'm going to call your husband and I know he hits you. So you better cut it out because I will blow your life up. Thank you. Stop it. She was considered defective because she lost her uterus after her first child. And she was the youngest wife. When you're the youngest wife, your duty is to have more babies. Mm
2: -hmm. So she
0: was considered to be like defective, you know, and she probably felt really horrible about it. She was still really young. She was like 23. And so I just told her, "Look, we're trying to work out our crap, whatever. Leave it leave him alone." That was his secretary at his job. And she didn't leave it alone and I told her if I ever catch you doing that again, I will get a hold of your husband. And she, sure enough, I caught him again one time and I I grabbed the phone and I was like, hello, can I please speak to whatever his name was? I can't remember. And then she's like, oh, who's calling? And I was like, blah, blah, blah from construction company. Cause I knew he did construction. And I was like, oh, it's about this bid. And then I was like, yeah, no, you're, and I just told him like, your wife is sleeping with my husband. This is what's happening. Blah, blah, blah. This is my name. This is his name. Bye. And I could hear her screaming before I hung up the phone. So yeah. Yeah. I was like, Ew. sorry, sorry, not sorry. You should leave married people alone, you know? And right. that wasn't even, I had already got to her before that. Like, and yeah, it was bad. We, I didn't go to jail because it was my friend's brother that came. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was the cop. And actually I feel like the boss, like low key was like, he walked in and saw us fighting. And he turned around and walked out. And I was like, everybody knows you uh-huh. deserve this. Everybody know. I mean, I wasn't trying to kill her. I was just trying to slap her around a little, you know, I was right. mad. I was really pissed. And so eventually whatever that that's that. But so we'll go back to the temple. We're still in the temple because we're not even close to done. That's just my, I'm, I'm a tangent person. I'll go You're off fine. on. Yeah it's how my brain works. ADHD Same. at its finest. Yeah.
1: Same. And then I'll catch myself where I'm just like, <laughs> I start talking and I'm like, I'm getting really chatty Kathy because I'm like completely baked out of my cord. And then I'm like, Oh God, I gotta, I gotta <laughs> pick it back up, get it back together. Yeah.
0: Uh, well, and I have, I have organized, I think ADHD, like most of the time I can hone in, but if there's like a little tangent thing that I'm like, well, I gotta tell it now. Cause I'll forget it later. So Right, that's why exactly. like tangent, yeah, so we're still in the temple and and you lean over these um, well, first, you finish your little ceremony. This is called your endowment session. You're getting endowed.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: that's kind of funny in a way, but anyway, maybe <laughs> some people aren't endowed. so that no wonder they called it that, right?
2: right. <laughs>
0: Because <laughs> It's a very male centered freaking play thing. So then you're learning about all the signs and symbols that you need to get through to go to heaven. So their handshakes and they're basically Masonic handshakes that they're a hundred percent like the same, like one of them is called the true grip of the lion Paw or something. And he just changed the name, the true grip of, uh, the, the, the true sign of the nail. And so he just changes the name of these and I'll explain why, but I don't want a tangent again. So I don't know. It's hard to like keep it. Cause it's, this whole story is just all. And so, yeah, keep that in your back pocket. So we're going through that and then they start doing this weird chanting and they're bringing their arms to the square, which is very Masonic. And back in the eighties, they used and all before the eighties, like it wasn't just the eighties, anytime before the eighties, like early nineties, they used to uh, swear to slit their throat or slit their belly, just like the Gnostic mass. Uh, if they ever spoke of it, like what I'm doing right now. And oh. yeah. Yeah. And actually a uh, New York Patriot shout out to New York Patriot. He's amazing. Um, he told me that at my last interview, I actually just posted that today. And I was like,
2: yeah, all that. that
0: that's creepy. That that's weird that they do the same sorts of things. I mean, cause Gnostic shouldn't have anything to do with Joseph Smith. Like I understood the Masons because he was a Mason, mm-hmm. but the Gnostic mass, like for the OTO, where'd that come from? Like what? So right. yeah. Satanic stuff. I was like, oh, great. I did that. So,
2: <laughs> and,
0: and then they do this weird, um, they do a book and this is important. And I do this on every podcast I do. If somebody that's Mormon comes to you, cause you're having a hard time or whatever and says, Oh, do you want me to put your name on the temple list that say, no, that is a book that they put all the names for the prayer requests in there. Okay. Now it's a computer. Now they just print it off and put it in a book, but then they go and start chanting around this book, like, like you wouldn't even believe it's so creepy. And they're like saying stuff and chanting at, at the same time and saying like, Oh God, hear the words of my mouth stuff, which what Remember who answered when they said that it wasn't God.
1: Right. The devil. So,
0: yeah. So I'm like, I, I tell everyone like, well, oh, you can do what you want. If you want your name on that book, knock yourself out. But if you're trying to get rid of weird stuff in your life, I probably wouldn't do that if I were you. Like people say that to me all the time because I'm in Utah and it's a normal thing to say to somebody, like if you're sick or had surgery and I'm always like, oh, no, 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 no. (laughs) Don't do that. Don't do that for me, please. Thank you. Right. Anyways, I mean, you can pray for me. Normal. Just you do it. Just you. That's great. You know, because it's yeah. So you get done with that and then you proceed forward. And this is like a really condensed, I mean, this, this ceremony takes two hours. So if I sat here and told you word for word, we'd be here a long time. So this is the very condensed version of an endowment session. So then you go on to the next room, which is a fake veil. It's curtains and you can't see behind it and there's holes in the curtains. So they stick their hand through and you have to do the secret handshakes. And you get a new name and you tell them your new name, which also Masons get a new name and Masons do the handshakes and your husband goes first because God calls him by his new name. And he is never to repeat it. Never like not to, he could never tell me no matter what, not Mm -hmm. no matter what. And that's because he's going to be called in heaven by God, by that name, by this new name. And then I get called by my new name for my husband right? Cause he's my God. Right. So, right. Um, I also thought like, Oh my gosh, I have this coolest special name. It's just for me. Like Gina over there. I like, I guess I like Gina today. Gina over there doesn't have the same name as me. So I found out later I was like, Oh, I forgot my name crap. And so They call you call and they're like, what day did you go through? And then you tell them and they're like, oh, don't worry. It's this because everybody's name's the same on that day. Everybody got the same name. Damn. Mm. I know I was mad. I was like, wow. Okay. Here you think it's like a special thing from God and you just find out like, oh, let me check that. Okay. No. (laughs) So
1: yeah, this is a Thursday. Okay. You're Aaron.
0: Yep. And so I was Abigail. You're not supposed to say that ever, but I don't believe in this stuff anymore. And I think that it's good to just put it out because it isn't part of my life and I'm not going to accept it. So this is why I do this. And so then you do the little secret handshakes. These are to pass the sentinels and angels that protect God so that you can get through to heaven. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know them and if you forget them, then I guess, I guess you don't go to heaven. So <laughs> you have to go back. Then you go through the into this beautiful celestial room, which is supposed to be like heaven, and you can sit there and talk or whatever, but you're kind of done with that part. And so basically, you made it to heaven, you know. And I, I remember thinking, like, A, that sucks. I mean, we have these new secret things and I've never had a secret between me and my husband. Like at that point, obviously he had a lot later, but (laughs) (laughs) at that point I was like, Hmm, that's weird. And then also like God calls him, but not me. Like it's very, it's a weird situation. So then you go to get married in the temple, which you would think like in your wedding dress and your family. And I do no, no you wear the same outfit that you wear with your fig leaf apron and your little white, very plain clothing. They don't want big poofy dress. They don't want any of that stuff. If you do wear your wedding dress, you have to wear this stuff over the top. So you still wear the fig leaf, like the little robe, all the things. So yeah, and you've got the magical underwear on, and then you've got your wedding dress and then you've got the robe and then you've got you know, all this, Oh, the veil. Cause we used to have to veil our faces because we weren't worthy to see the priesthood stuff because we were women. So you got all this stuff on and you go to an altar and no one can come. That is not, uh, worthy to be there. If they don't have a temple recommend, they don't get to come to your wedding. Sorry. And they don't care if it's your mom, you don't get to go. No, they make no exceptions. What's
1: the criteria for
0: that? You have to be Mormon. You have to have gone through the temple. Which, remember, if you're a convert, takes a year. Like, it's not. It's not like you can be like, oh, I have three months till a wedding and I can just go do this. No, none of that. It's gonna take time. And so, pay all your tithing, ten percent tithing. Be morally clean. I'm not saying the rules are bad. Like, some of them are good. Some of those rules are like. Okay. that I can understand. Yeah. People have addictions. People have this, like, I get it. Um, you aren't supposed to smoke, drink. Um, they have, okay. A lot of people get this twisted. They think you're not supposed to have caffeine. That's not true. Coca-Cola is owned by the Mormons and we drink Coke. Okay. It's, it's the fact that back then they used to say no hot drinks. And the only hot drinks back then were coffee and tea. Mm. Well, so back, they just have shortened it to coffee and tea. And then when I asked somebody about it, that was higher up. Cause I was like, what's the deal with the coffee and tea? Like, it's so weird. Cause Coke is bad for you too, you know, or whatever. Right. And they're like, oh, it's the tannic acid in there and blah, blah. Like, like Joseph Smith knew about this, right? No, it's probably like a shortage of it. And they just didn't want to hear people complaining that they didn't have it anymore. Whatever. I get it. Right. You're not supposed to be addicted to anything. They really push, like, don't be addicted to, you know, even Coke. Don't be addicted to anything. Don't tattoo your body. Your body is a temple, but every girl I've ever known in the Mormon church has boob job. So that's fine. Um, but yeah, it's just like, it's like the Kardashians in modesty. Like it's very strange. And so everything like that, it's all good for you. I get it. You have to go to church a lot. You have to, um, when I say pay 10%, of your earnings. I mean, after, after you get your W twos and you do your um, taxes, you have to take your taxes in and meet with the Bishop and show them all your financials. Like, this is not a joke. And if you're negative, you have, you like, Oh, the church money. And, and then on top of it, if you don't have the money, cause sometimes people are like, well, it's either, I have gas and stuff for food and money for food. Like, Or I pay you and they're like, oh, we'll give you food, pay the tithing. Well, it's a double end, like good for them because then they're giving charity by giving them food because they own Mm -hmm. their own warehouses. They do all that. They do all that. They have canned everything, everything. And so like meats processed by the church, flour processed by the church, like everything. They are very self-sustained on their welfare program. And so they'll give you that, but they'll take your money. So still it's a charitable donation. That's not taxed. And they gave you a charitable donation. That's not, taxed. so it's, it's a win-win, you know? Right. And sometimes you end up with a crappy job because if you didn't do what you needed to do, then like one time we owed money and we had to be janitors for the church and like scrub toilets and stuff like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I'm I'm not saying there's not other churches that probably do that. Maybe there is, you know, like maybe people volunteer for that or whatever. But everybody has a calling. So like some people get called to be like the teacher for the little 5-year-olds and they don't want to. Like my grandma got that calling and she was like, "I don't want to teach little kids. I don't like little kids that much." Like, uh, you know, they're cute and all, but I raised my kids. But fuck and
1: them kids, bro. Yeah, she was <laughs> like, "I don't
0: want to do that." And you have to do it unless you have a really good reason not to do it. And they give everybody a calling. So everybody in the church helps run the church because then you're helping, like, you don't get paid for any of this. Like The bishop over like the church, which would be like a local priest, he takes on everything for all of the whole church and does these interviews and all this stuff. And he's like... At, He's literally at the church 24 hours a day, basically for a long time. I mean, he goes to work and then goes to the church and they do it all for free. And this all runs itself like, and it's all, it's all free. And so it it's kind of ingenious in a way, like even their library. Oh, the librarians, it's her calling. That's what God told her to do.
1: And, they're still and so in money and still oh, yeah. money and still, oh, yeah. that's so similar to like, uh, Scientology.
0: It's fair. I think so too. And, and they, the only thing that's different is, is they don't rule over your life with like, you can't ever get married if you join the C org, but they're more like, yeah, you can do whatever you want, but then we want you here to report when we tell you to, it, it's a little bit more free, um, mm-hmm. but it's still very controlled. It's still very controlled. I I think it's like Scientology and the Jehovah's Witnesses had a baby. That's how I feel. I mean that like the way they run it.
1: That could I can see that.
0: Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that's fine, whatever. They can do whatever they want as a as a church if they don't bring God into it. That's where I get upset. Like if you want to say you're the church of uh masons, whatever, because that's what you're doing, then do that and I will respect it, but you're, you're lying to people. You're telling them they can't go to the top heaven if they don't do these, you know, things. So here Mm -hmm. you are getting married and you're leaning over an altar. So the altar is like sideways and he is leaning, kneeling, and I'm kneeling and you're holding hands over this altar. And you know, some things that are dark and then they have infinity mirrors. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Like, all the way down this whole way and so you look into the infinity mirrors and you're like I'm going to be with you for time and all eternity and what does god say in the bible no that's not a thing it says there is no marriage in heaven there is no male or female in heaven you will be as the angels the angels don't have wives that's why they freaking came down here and gotten deep crap with god we they're not supposed to procreate they're not supposed to have sex they're not supposed to be married That's the whole point of the angel story of why they got in trouble, okay? So I'm like, all right, whatever. You really believe that. And I feel like that in itself was so powerful. And I think I think he got this part. Now I'll get into what I think about what happened with him. But that particular piece, he saw his wife lose a lot of children and he saw his mother lose children. And I'm sure he saw the heartbreak in them and I think it was maybe like a, like this will help. Maybe this will help, you know, and then mm-hmm. look at how wonderful it works. If you go talk to somebody that's lost their child and you're like, you will be with them in heaven. If you do these things, people are going to do the things, you know, that's right. very powerful. That's like, cause I, my, my mom lost my brother and if she didn't know, all the things that we do know, that would have worked with her, she would have done almost anything, you know, it, it's so horrible for them. And
1: right, was, I, especially I yeah. in a, a state where you're so vulnerable.
0: Wave and and in these other countries, they love now to focus on these um countries where they're a little bit behind, like in Latin America or Africa. And and then You know, they don't hear anything else and they think, oh, this is wonderful because these people help. Remember, they help take care of you. They help you with a lot of things. You know, you feel very inclusive. You feel very, uh, it's camaraderie. You feel like you have, like if I needed to move tomorrow and I had no help, I could call the bishopric, and I would say, I really need help. Oh, can you send men? Oh, yep here would be a bunch of strangers that I don't even really know that well, that are my neighbors that were called by the Bishop. You need to go help sister Anderson. And so, or like, I have a baby, everybody bakes casseroles for this lady and, and helps her out. You know, Mm -hmm. somebody comes and does laundry or whatever. I'm not saying there's not perks. There's perks. Just like in the Masons or any, anything. I mean, there's perks. Yeah, of course. Why would you even do it? If not, you know? Right. And so I'm very wiggly also, cause I have a bad back. So sorry about that. You're fine. <laughs> so anyways, they, they have you look into the infinity mirrors. They don't have you do like the I do's it's very different. He basically says his own prayer over you and you know, they have their own set stuff. They say, which I've tried to block out, but it, it's basic. I mean, just the time and all eternity thing. And so after that time. A woman is sealed to that one man for time and all eternity. The man, however, because of polygamy can marry. If we get a divorce, you can get married tomorrow. That really doesn't matter. If I want to get married in the temple again, tomorrow in the temple, not regular in the temple. If I want to have another temple marriage, cause my husband died, say he died. Like it's a legit thing. Like I can't control that. And I meet somebody and I want to do that. My If my Bishop has to approve it, if my husband is alive and it is a divorce, my husband, my ex-husband has to approve it. So he could be a real douche and just be like, yeah, I'm not signing that. Mm
2: -hmm. I don't.
0: And that has happened many times because then you have to go through a whole board and like a hearing and like, it's like a whole big thing. And so any children that are born underneath that covenant of marriage, they say underneath the covenant are automatically covered. So like I had another son and me and that husband were talking about going through the temple. And I said, well, what about my son? We need to get a recommend for my son so that he can be sealed to us. Like as a family forever, this is what they push. And the, the guy kind of, you could tell he wasn't super comfy. He goes, no, you don't. And I'm like, what do you mean? I don't. And he's like, well, he was born under the covenant. I'm like, yeah, to my ex-husband, who's a weirdo person that's on meth and not living it at all. What are you talking about? And my husband is like, he's a redhead back then. (laughs) And he was turning red everywhere, like literally from head to toe. He was red, I think at this point, because remember, this man is raising my other children that were the other man's children. And he just took off. So he's like, are you, are you trying to tell me my son is already covered because her ex-husband and he's like well it'll all be fine it'll be switched when you guys go through (laughs) and i was (laughs) like my my husband at the time he was like yeah we're done I'm not doing this like at all like that's insane that's crazy I don't even know and he was like so upset. he was already sketchy about it and that just was that was it that was like the straw you know right. Okay. So yeah, he just had had it. I mean, he wasn't super, he kind of was doing it for me anyways. And so I was like, yeah, that would make me mad. Like I understood his position and I, I respected it, which actually saved me probably another good 15 years. Cause if I had gone back then, I don't know if I'd ever have got out. I don't know. I don't know. It would have been hard. It would have been way harder. So I ended up, we, we were married for a good 10 years before little miss polygamist came into the picture and we had a rocky road because he had a mental illness, which I don't blame him for that. I also, he told me, he disclosed it. I was 17. I was like, yeah, you take your pill, right? Like, it's fine. Totally fine. And (laughs) he's like, yeah, but sometimes it's really bad. And I like would just got out of alcohol rehab from like being locked down, like, Cause the military threw me in there. Cause I showed up to work drunk and I'm like, okay, well that's not good, but doesn't have a car divorced, Like has a kid. I'm like, well, used to be on meth, like all this stuff. So, mm-hmm. but I'm a kid and I'm like, yeah, I love you. It's totally fine. You know, just take your pill. And it, I was so delusional. I look back at that and I'm like, okay, yeah, great. So we get divorced he goes completely off the deep end. Like, cause the girl didn't leave her husband and I wasn't going to take him back after he did that. So I mean, twice, like I did take him back once, but like twice is twice too many. It's just ridiculous. And so I was like, no. So when he figured out he was just kind of, Oh, I'm on an Island alone now that sucks. Um, he kind of went off the deep end and I do feel bad about that because not that I caused it or could do anything about it, but the fact that it happened, I mean, I'm, I'm obviously I feel bad for anybody in that situation. Hopefully you guys can't hear my dog yelling at me through the door. Can you hear it?
1: Yeah, it's okay though.
0: (sighs) Well, he's gonna be naughty for a minute the other <laughs> night
1: my, I started recording and then I realized my cat was in the in the room with me and was wanting out
0: he's um usually well I'm his master so he's always like mom mommy yeah he's, hu- he's huge he shouldn't need a mommy but he he, he needs his mommy
1: <laughs> right
0: so yeah it's one of those things but so he does have a really rough go of it. And like I said, I'm not heartless. Like that was horrible. Like I wouldn't wish that on anybody, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. it was sad and yucky and yeah. So he goes off the deep end. I get remarried and I'm still a hundred percent all about the church. Like, and my family is my grandma is. And I remember after I went through the temple, I said, grandma, what the hell are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell was that? You know, somebody could have told me she's like, Oh, we can't tell. Da, 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 da. I'm like, yeah, but that was a lot. Like that was, and she just looked at me and she's like, you'll get used to it. And that was my answer. And I was like, I don't think I'm going to get used to it, you know? And I never did. So after you go through for yourself, here comes the dead people. Again, you go through for dead people after that. Every time you go through, after the first time, you do it for dead people, because Mormons believe there's three heavens, and then there's like this waiting area. So there's the celestial kingdom, and then there's the terrestrial kingdom, and then there's the terrestrial kingdom, and they're all different kingdoms depending on how good you were here. And even if you were the best of the best of the best, and you didn't go to the temple, you can't go live with God because you aren't good enough. So, um. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So these other people that were like good, because I used to say things like, well, what about Mother Teresa or like really good good people? You know, like not necessarily. I mean, that that's also, we don't want to go conspiratorial on Mother Teresa, but there could be things with people, but you get what I'm saying. Like the best people that live their life the best they could And we're really good people. And she's like, oh, well, they're waiting in heaven for you to go do this work so that they can go to the bigger heaven and live with God. And I'm like, okay. So it was so creepy for me that, and then you practice the handshakes and all the things. So it helps put it in your brain, you know? Right. And so that you can remember it for when you die. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know about that one. So you can also do marriages for them, for people, the dead people, and do that ceiling with the mirrors, like I said. And and I usually would gear toward that because the other thing just creeped me out a lot. I was like, eh, the marriages don't seem so bad. We'll just go there, you know, do that. Right. <laughs> and so we did that for quite some time and we were really active for quite some time. And Did all the things, like I said, really into the church. My grandma was super happy and my grandma raised me. So there was this huge heaviness on me because even my grandpa eventually came around and went through the temple with my grandma and he was old when he went through, I think he was in his fifth, like I say old for him, fifties is not old anymore, but for him, he only lived till he was 63. So that was old for him because he was almost dead, you know? Right. So, um, he didn't obviously know that was going to happen, but, uh, he went through and they did that and he got really involved in it. But even he told me once, he said, you know, he, he was raised Catholic and he said, I still believe in the Trinity. <laughs> and I was like, Oh yeah. And he's like, yeah, I don't know about the whole, cause they don't, they believe God is the father. Jesus is the son and the Holy ghost is somebody completely different. And so Jesus was here. He was born a flesh, like a man, like they believe that like, basically like God had sex with Mary, like really. Right. Yeah. Not like just divine, you know, mm-hmm. so that, that was something else that Mormons believe that most people do not believe. Um, and then, so yeah, that's, that's a, another weird thing that they believe. So I, I was very into that. And then my grandpa dies and then after my grandpa died i felt so responsible for my grandma because i mean he died so young and it sucked and it was rapid it was cancer i think we only had like 3 weeks to figure everything out and it was just so bad and so then she had lost a son she had had all this bad stuff happen and it was all really bad you know um she had a really hard end of her life there and so I felt like this heavy burden on me to be like, you can't go mess everything up for her. Like, that's really sad. So I kept trying to, I took my girls to church. I did a whole church thing. Even if my ex, my, my husband that said, no, I'm not going to go through, you know, it, even if he didn't go, we would go quite often. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and even if I didn't go, my girls would go with my grandma. And so when I left the church, basically I lost most of my family, my grandma, didn't only become a little insane. She uh, called CPS. She said, I beat my kids. Um, She tried to take my kids away. I've never beat my kids. I've yelled at my kids. And I mean, like, I feel bad about how I was about the yelling now, but like, yeah, it was not like, I didn't beat my kids, you know? And so CPS got called, uh, that case was dropped. It was so silly. I mean, But my daughter ended up living with her for a short time and she just wanted what she wanted. She was 17, you know. Mm -hmm. And so, most of my family at that point alienated me and dropped me. And when my grandma couldn't keep my kid, she sued me for every penny she ever spent on my kids, all the school clothes. Every trip to Disneyland, the ice specifically said, you do not have the money for this. Do not buy Disneyland tickets. And she went and told my kids that they were going to Disneyland on Christmas morning. What do you, what do you do with that? You know? And so I'm like, no, no, my husband has to work and everything. It's not going to work. Blah, blah, blah. She bought him a ticket to uh, come back to like ride home on an airplane, everything. She made it happen. And I was like, this is just not good. Cause I knew she was elderly. I knew she didn't have a lot of money, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that ended up breaking the, what little pieces of family I had left basically off other than my mom. My mom had already left the church and became um, a non-denominational Christian. And they were so mean about it. Like, Oh, you go into your rock and roll Jesus church today. And like really rude stuff. And Mormons are like that. They're like really snarky that way. Like, I remember one time one of our kids was getting baptized and I was like, we should invite uh, other people in the family, you know, and my husband's like, don't because his family's really LDS. And I remember saying to them, well, she's getting baptized, you know, on Sunday. And they looked at me and said, baptized to what? And I was like, God. <laughs> and right. they were like, oh, you know, cause they get baptized to the church. So right. Uh, Yeah. So that's basically my life kind of in a nutshell for that. After that I left, I found my own way. I definitely found God. It took a long time to get some of these curses off of me and I don't still feel they're hundred percent gone. Like even in my ancestry DNA profile, it says Mormon settler. I mean, like it's deep, it's deep in my stuff. Like my family names are high up my my people are high up and it's just one of those things you have to deal with constantly i don't think that it ever fully goes away i think you have to just keep fighting it you know i don't know right.
1: so, so so then what do you what are you believing what do you believe now so
0: i just only believe in the bible and i believe in the trinity and i don't believe in man I don't believe in any church. I don't believe, I mean, do I think you could go to a church that's non-denominational and worship with others and have a nice time and, and, you know, have a good service? Sure. I'll never belong to another church, like belong, like I am a patron of this church period because I belong to God. I don't belong to a man. I don't belong to any of that crap he doesn't live in buildings he tells us this mm-hmm. if i want to talk to god i talk to god there should be nothing between you and god period like it's not it's not meant to be that way and i think the people that don't feel that feel really alienated sometimes by religion and never feel the whole the whole thing which is so sad and in mormonism the grace card is so not there like they're very hard on people
1: right and I was I was Catholic I was born and raised in, <laughs> into the church and I stopped Sorry. going when I was 18 and I just you know there was things to me that I just I I wasn't about it it just yeah. it didn't it didn't suit me I just I I knew that things just was like I don't feel it so like because of that I end up having you know problems for you know some time with you know you know, faith and and spirituality and things like that. So I'm sitting here and I'm just like, you know, it wasn't until recently when I'm starting to like come across that okay, all this stuff that I started believing with the metaphysical and Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And it's like it it all connects. Oh yeah. Every single every single bit of it. Like I can sit here with my pendulum and do pendulum work and it's not some demonic satanic thing that i'm doing and i can still sit here and believe in god and be able to you know be a a good person and you know and, and love everybody in the world and all this stuff but still have these you know these these ties that a lot of people would you know consider bad
0: well, and I think that the biggest thing as a Christian is, and and this, I've got a lot of slack on this because I interviewed with a lady that was like an Oracle and <clears throat> people really gave me crap for it. They were like, well, you, and some of the, some of the up and coming things I want to do are going to be poo-pooed because I want to talk to specific people about John D. Well, you can't go talk to too many Christians that know that much about John D. They just don't, you know? You've got to dig into the occult world to get that knowledge. And that is what it is. You know, I don't think that that necessarily makes anyone a bad person. I don't think Mormons are a bad person. I don't think Masons are a bad person. I don't think there's a lot of people that are involved in things that you could probably even maybe be a Satanist and not be the worst person. I think they make you do more things and, oh, but here's the problem. And herein lies the problem. It's none of my business to judge anyone else, whatever they're doing, whatever they want to do, that is their journey. And all I can do is say, this is what I do. This is what I believe. This is what I'll share with you. But you should never, never do like a whole bunch of pointing because you don't know, like I did the pointing as a Mormon and I was doing satanic stuff that I didn't know. So then what, you know? So then what? And so I, I think the biggest message for a Christian should be about love because Jesus said that on the cross, everything was hung, you know, everything was hung on the cross and to love your neighbor as, as he would love us, like to be loving to each other And that is so important that people, people just don't get it. Now I a hundred percent believe in the Bible. I don't cherry pick it even to flat earth. That's what got me kind of weird into that because there's a lot of biblical references to flat earth, but I'll tell you. There's this, a lot like, of
1: biblical references, all sorts of wild stuff. I for mean, you sure. can go, giants, uh
0: <laughs> oh, a, aliens are, and UFOs. I mean,
1: the giants are real, yeah, right. Well, I mean, there's all these different things, and I even ran across a, a TikTok video today that just kind of was like, "Man, this is such a really good point," and it was talking about how, and like all these old depictions <laughs> of things, and they they start showing one thing in particular all the time dragons Mm -hmm. and you know Mm -hmm. at one point in time it became to where there's like oh this is a a mythical creature and all this stuff but then there's all these paintings all these drawings Mm -hmm. and all these things and it's like okay well maybe that's not the case maybe this wasn't and these people were just painting Mm -hmm. and drawing what they were seeing and you know and now these are just some sort of extinct creature that (laughs) just is is no longer here
0: well it's so representative of like even if you go to the whole dinosaur thing which i don't even know how i feel 100 percent about that but if it was in existence then that would explain it you know the bones that they find the things that they find like sometimes you think "Hmm, maybe that was part of that you know But we'll never know. You know what? History is made by the winners. History is made by whoever won. They wrote the book. That's what you get. That's why it's his story. Yeah. Yeah, it's not going to be like what people think you know, but I know this with biblical stuff, there is actual Dead Sea Scrolls that back it up. And that's why I'm like, okay, where's the Mormon's Dead Sea Scrolls? They don't have them. Where's the Mormon's plates that they had? Oh, conveniently, the angel needed to take them back to heaven. So that's where they are. And that's what happened with that. So anything that they have, like there supposedly was this huge battle, out where he found the plates and all these tons of people died that it was worse than any war ever where's the skeletons where's the people mm-hmm. like there's nothing i mean you can go dig up world war Two areas and you know there's gonna be dead people where they say so or you you know anywhere where they say where wars are whatever you can go look that up it, 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 there's gonna be proof there's gonna be arrowheads that proof of uh indian you know reservations or whatever back in the day you know not reservations but colonies or whatever Uh, they have no proof of anything and that's you know that speaks it speaks volumes and they've had some pretty good sized controversies on different things like that and and it's interesting but i i think that overall giants it's funny you bring that up I think that Joseph Smith and a lot of people will say this is like a hallucination. He was doing mushrooms or whatever. I don't think so because a hallucination goes away, mm-hmm. and this went on for years for him. So when he was young, he his mom literally put out after his death in a biography that they were a part of the House of Abrac. Well, Abraxas is a demon and it's a necromancer. So how funny that most of their stuff has to deal with death. I mean, you're doing this, these things for people that are dead. You're never doing anything for the live people except for once in their life, but you can go back 30 times a year for dead people. What kind of energy is being created there and why? Because this is all about necromancy to me. And he saw an apparition. He thought it was God, the father and the son. Okay, that's great. So did John D. John D. saw an angel and he told him to do what? Write a book, right? We get the Mm -hmm. Enochian alphabet from it. And what happened with the Enochian alphabet? It started a whole bunch of religions. Well, okay, let's go to Jack Parsons and L. Ron Hubbard out in the desert. What did they see? They saw an angel. And what did it do? Told him to write a book. And what did that, then what happened after that? It started a religion, and now there's a religion. What did Muhammad see? Muhammad saw an angel. And what happened after that? He wrote a book. And what happened after that? He has a religion. Okay, let's have a fun one. Let's mix it up a little. What did Alistair Crowley see? He didn't see an angel, but he saw AWAS, which was an alien. Now, he was a much darker person, so maybe the angel was able to come however it really looked because it, it knew it wouldn't scare him. What's Mm -hmm. the first thing it says in the Bible when, when angels come down to people, do not be afraid because they're terrifying. And so it came, said, write a book. And what happened? Thelema. So all of these things, this is why I want to talk to a John D specialist. All of these things go together and they always talk about, he just saw the God, the father and, and you know, the son, And one other Moroni, an angel. No, no. He saw a total of 24 angels and dead people, not just angels, but dead people like his brother died. He saw him. He saw all these dead things and all this stuff and they don't bring up any of that. And I'm sorry. That's not just one good mushroom trip. Like, come on. It's not just one bad batch of flour. I mean, Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe, maybe it helped be more fantastical, but I don't think so you know, I think he saw something. And I think that it really convicted him. And with Jack Parsons, and even with John D, what did it require to make it happen? Sex magic. What happened with Muhammad? Sex magic with polygamy, having more than one wife. What happened with Joseph Smith? Polygamy. So it it's just so much of a coincidence that I'm like, And we all know about Aleister Crowley. I won't even get into his sex magic. It's it's a lot. (laughs) He was thrown out of Italy, okay, for his stuff. So uh, I just think that people fail to look at the whole picture or they know the whole picture. I'm not really sure which one because- There were parchments that were found in a treasure bag. They were known treasure diggers. The family was known treasure diggers. And uh, they also used the dousing rods and different things. And they were really into this whole magical type stuff. And they'll blow it off and say, well, that was, everybody was back then. It was folk magic. So what? Okay. But they didn't all serve the house of a Brack and talk about it. Where do we get abracadabra from? The house of a Brack. That's where Mm. it comes from. And what do they do? what do magicians do? They pull things out of a hat. Hat. Okay. Well, Joseph Smith translated the book of Mormon by putting his seer stone in a hat and putting his face in it. And then he would say this, write these symbols down, which they thought were Egyptian, but I think they were the Enochian alphabet. And I think that was automatic writing. This is my own opinion, by the way, everyone. But they did say they look like Egyptian symbols. Well, in that treasure bag that he had, that they found as they call it the Joseph or the Smith family relics, because they want to distance it from Joseph Smith. But I'll tell you some things that were in it. His seer stone, which he was never without. Okay. So why was the seer stone in the bag with the parchments that have a Nokian language in them, calling out sigils for certain angels or demons? I mean... And, and they're translated now because people know how to read it. And there was three of them. There was three different parchments and they are creepy looking. They are super creepy looking. And most of them have some sort of sigil on them. And then he also wore a Jupiter talisman his whole life, which was identified by his wife after he died that yes, that was his and yes, she wanted it back. So they can't. can't say that one wasn't his and he wasn't even born under the sign of jupiter it was for a different reason and and i i think it has to do with it it was the sign for um being a really good like smooth talker helps with women and he had 33 wives 33 wives and now is that
1: the, the the same uh i'm trying to think who it was i feel like there was maybe like some sort of like movie where somebody would you would always like see like the the guy like in like the the 70s and and stuff you know they'd go to the disco and they would you know got their their Mm -hmm. collars puffed down (laughs) they got they got like a you know a necklace on it always have like a little little symbol on
0: it Mm -hmm. yep Yep.
1: it's kind of like a almost like a weird like weird yeah
0: yep PE
1: looking kind of deal yep, or something like that that's
0: what they are and and his I mean they have tons of different ones the talismans but yes they call for certain things and you know they say oh that was for protection this and that and I'm like I know but still you have to look at the whole picture I mean it's pretty convincing and they have neighbors that actually wrote testimony because he got in trouble and got arrested for being a treasure digger and and that was like a jaywalking back then. Like they really didn't prosecute people for it because it, everybody did it. It was folk magic. I mean, it, it was kind of well known back in the day, everybody was looking for stuff. Okay. But mm-hmm. they prosecuted him because his family and him had, had duped so many people. So all these statements are from like a court it's not like Joe told Mary and she wrote it down. No, that's not how it is. And he even said they would write circles in the ground with swords and they had a Mars knife with like the Mars sigil on it. And that's a sacrificial thing. And then they, um, one night they were trying to find treasure and they did this three times. They were walking around muttering and then they sacrificed one of his sheep. That was a big fat black one at midnight this doesn't sound like it's very on the up and up. Okay. Not at like, all. Yeah. This sounds like what it is, uh, you know, it's satanic and the church hides all this. And that's, what's frustrating to me because, and then the, the whole thing with the Masons comes into play where he got his Masonic rights through their temple. And one month later, he made the temple rites for the Mormons. And that's not a coincidence. Come on. He changed a couple little things, but they're so similar. They're really similar. And people just want to always say, well, he, he didn't, he's a poor farm boy. He didn't know. No, he was really smart. He, he got laid up because he got typhoid when he was a kid and he, his mom begged him not to cut his leg off because it got an infection in his leg and it went to the bone and she begged them, don't cut off the leg, just cut off the parts that are bad. So it took a long time for him to heal. And so you're going to read every single thing in the house. If you're a poor kid that doesn't have anything, it's probably going to be the Bible, one of them. And Mm -hmm. his mom was this healer. She was a known healer. She was Scottish and Irish is what his, his uh, background was. They were first generation settlers here. And so I'm like, she probably had a copy of the magus that's i'm like 98% or he got it from this other guy when he was 14 i can't decide which i think but neither one will ever be proven but some of the wording is too similar and and it's just i mean and to the point where he lived when he actually finished the book of mormon to take it to print there was backing for it because they weren't going to, they weren't going to print it because they knew he didn't have money. And the printer mm-hmm. that was reading it while he's printing it was cracking up and actually made a satire of it called, uh, the, son, the book of pukey like, <laughs> mm-hmm. and like Pukki, you know, and uh-huh. made this whole satire on it to the point where they had to go get a copyright to get him to quit it. Because people made that much fun of it because they knew the family. They knew. And I'm like, it, it's, I mean, it's all too coincidental. And then he did have a really, so he was more inside. And then he had this guy come to town when he was like around 14 when this all supposedly started. And his name was Lumens, last name like, like light, like, right. Too good. And so his soon to be wife, that was her cousin. And he had just come back from Europe and he had all these books with him. He was a doctor. He was a well-read doctor and he was trying to read people these Greek books. And they were like, Ooh, he's, he knows magic. Cause listen to this weird, you know, he knows how to talk weird. Like, look at this. So he's seen that he's seen like, Oh, look, they all gather around him and think he's great and magical because he can read Greek. And I mean, it just plays all into it. Like, did that guy give him a copy of the magus? I don't know. Even though Joseph had the vision when he was 14, he didn't finish with the whole Book of Mormon stuff till he was in his mid twenties, you know? So he kept saying the angels were delaying him from taking it because he wasn't worthy. The first year it was because he didn't have his brother and his brother had died. And so of course Mm. he didn't have his brother. And it was kind of funny because the dad came out and posted this in the newspaper so this isn't hearsay and there's a copy of it online people can go look at it but of course people won't um and he wrote this big article saying like i would never dig up my son and anyone that says so is a liar blah 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 and it was just this weird article and everybody was like nobody said that like what and then they were like what and then so I think they thought maybe they had dug up a little piece of him to take to that angel or something because they were just putting out fires before in case somebody saw him messing around with that grave, I feel, but he did, he did print that for no reason. There was like no rhyme or reason for it, which was so strange. And right. so, so, you know, you get
1: a little guilty yeah. conscious there. It <laughs> sounds like,
0: yeah. Or he was afraid somebody saw them. Right. And, You know, he's like, I would never do that. I would never do that. And same thing with Joseph Smith. They moved his body a whole bunch of times. And not only that, but when he did get the plates, he finally released from the angel that wouldn't give them to him. It was like in the middle of the night, close to three in the morning, all dressed in black on a hill by himself, his wife's waiting in the carriage that he just got. And he had been the virgin scryer, but now he just got married. See, just barely. And mm-hmm. so what's the first thing he does, he doesn't go to a honeymoon, he goes to this hill to get him from the from the angel, which I believe was probably an angel, um, not of light, I didn't say that part. <laughs> <laughs> and I think he knew that, you know, he wasn't going to be a virgin anymore. So maybe he was scared that some of that power would go, you know, well, shortly after that, she had a baby almost nine months to the day. Oh, by the way, it was on the fall equinox too. don't forget that part in the middle of the night yeah um oh, of course all dressed in black like so this baby's born and it's so deformed it only lives like a couple minutes and it, it was noted to be severely deformed and they named it after his dead brother and so that was his first son and the other one was the other one's first son the dad's first son and what do masons do to like rise up in ranks like there's always a sacrifice there always mm-hmm. is and right. you, a and lot of times, already it's the deformed. first son. Well, and he didn't even know that, but the baby died. You know, and actually, of eleven children, only I think five of his survived. Wow. Most of them dying in infancy, which is all also makes you wonder where the hell did those babies go? Like, if you know anything about satanic anything, that's not good, you know. No. <laughs> or even satanic masonry, not necessarily just brotherhood masonry but when you get into some of the weird stuff it gets weird so he was a master mason he became a mason and then two days later he was rose to master mason that doesn't happen
1: right i just realized the other day and i completely Mm. forgot about it but there is a masonic uh lodge in uh my town and normally i remember growing up like there'd be certain nights where like the their little light would be on mm. and like, you would see like a uh, hallway lights on but like you would never see anybody ever going in never right. see anybody ever coming out and then other than that like it would just seem like it was vacant and,
0: like empty, uh, empty. and yeah. yeah
1: always <laughs> and then I was driving through a town I mean this is probably like maybe like oh, a week or two ago i feel like and i just so happened to be driving up past there during the evening time and i noticed the light was on and i was like oh so they do still do stuff and then i just i was looking at the the sign again and then i just kind of dawned on me because like you know i've drove past it so many times like i just ignore it but like there's a really big upside down star in their in their (laughs) symbol and then i was like hold on a second
0: I've seen this before. <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh, yep. It's on the temple. It's on the temple and they're all over and they just, and they've got the moon and the stars and they've got like the weird, you know, sun things and, and they just, and they say now, oh yeah, back in the day, they would have just denied, denied, denied. But then when the internet came out, it screwed them because they're like, oh, these people can look this stuff up. So then they came out and just were like, yep, he's a Mason. We know. And like when I was young, that was not a thing. And when I was young, he was not a polygamist either at mm-hmm. all. He was true to his one wife, and that was all, and that was it. And then it slowly leaks out. So then they started a campaign saying, don't look up anything on the internet, doubt your doubts, don't doubt your faith. That was their real slogan. And so, so many people started leaving the church because, and then you can go backward in time and you can find prophets. Okay. Prophets are called of God. It says in the Bible, if a prophet is ever wrong, that they are to have everything they've ever said struck. Like it, it, if it once, if they're proven wrong once, well, the Mormon prophets are wrong all the time. Like they mm-hmm. were racist and didn't let black people in and have the priesthood until after the 1950s, conveniently, when everything was happening to bring that to an end in this world. And all of a sudden they were like, Oh, well, there's all these problems. So yep. God told me blah, blah, blah. And God told them, you know, Oh, this and that they're always changing it. And one of the other things was one of the prophets said, Oh, well, we have the true masonry. We have Christian masonry and it's the true masonry. And I'm like, they just twist everything. Like there's always an answer. Always. If you went to them with all of this, they would have an answer. They oh, well, you're da, 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 this is wrong. That's, you know, you're, you're taking that out of context. That's not mm-hmm. true. This isn't true. The Bible's only true. And as much as it's translated correctly, I'm like, the Bible can be proven that it was translated correctly because they're scrolls. What are you talking about? Your book doesn't have any of that. You've changed it a hundred times. So what about that? <clears throat> you know, it's just. It's it's amazing to me that it's one of the top religions and one of the wealthiest churches. And I don't think it's by any surprise because that masonry, it comes into play. There's no way. I think they're a part of the top cabal. And so do many people mm-hmm. as far as Mormons, you know, like uh, Jesse Chesabar. And there's a few other people that talk about this that say Mormons are directly involved with like the top cabal people and And the elite, and I believe it. Hmm. and so they they have money. I mean, it fits every checkbox, you know, right. and so, and they do say that there's some horrific sexual scandals and different things that have happened in the temple, and there is underground, um I don't know as for everywhere, but here in Salt Lake, there is underground tunnels underneath that temple that there's a full grid system underneath the whole city. <clears throat> Yeah.
1: Really? What do you think the purpose for those are?
0: Oh, I'm sure the purpose is probably shuffling things in and out that need to go unseen. Just like any tunnel. What do you do in the dark? Nothing good ever comes in the dark. If you have to hide something, then you've got something going on. You Mm -hmm. know, And I think that's the biggest thing with the church. Like I said, if they want to do that and they want to do satanic rituals or they want to do Masonic rituals, or they want to be just masons, then take God's name off of it because you're leading people astray. Otherwise I don't have a problem with it. If people want to do whatever they want to do, they can do that. They don't have to believe how I believe, you know, that's that, that's the beauty of the world. We're not even supposed to push that. We're just supposed to teach like if you teach somebody about God, great. If they accept it, great. If they don't, okay, that's that's on them. Let it go. You know, that's not mm-hmm. what we're called here to do. And we're not called here to shame them either. Like, oh, you're a bad person. You're going to go straight to hell for that one. Like, I don't believe that, you know? So that's everybody's has free will, or we would still be back in the garden of Eden because we wouldn't even exist. It would just be Adam and Eve if there was no free will. Because there wouldn't have been an option. Right. would Yeah. He wanted us to have our free will. I mean, well, otherwise, what's the point? So, mm. I mean, people can get mad all they want and say, oh, that's not a true Christian. Cause she interviews this person or that person. No, I'm here to show people like use your critical thinking, try to reach people that may, maybe somebody would never talk to somebody about that. You know, maybe that's all they've known their whole life. Maybe you're going to reach a different person with that, but I won't change my standard. You know, just like maybe you won't change your standard. It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, we can both agree to disagree and go about our lives, but. Maybe exactly, because we'll your yeah. truth
1: is your truth, and it's <laughs> it's not anybody else's place to to say <laughs> otherwise. Because if it's true to you, then it's true to you. Just like if, you know, things in my in, in my life are are true <laughs> to me because they 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 just are, and they don't have to right. be true to anybody else. And you know, I think you know, especially with podcasting and, and doing all this stuff, and just having that that option to be able to you know to to speak what you want to speak about and you know inform people Mm -hmm. what you want to inform them on and just like giving people information that's you know could possibly help them in the long run and that's and that's beneficial because you know again at the end of the day you know we do we we need to love each other we need to be there for each other and support everybody Mm -hmm. and like one of the overall bad things that i just i've noticed with any bit of organized religion is how much judgment Mm -hmm. comes from that and you know i had a (laughs) i had a friend in in high school went to the same church as me and she got pregnant when she was like 16 so she started coming in and she started getting you know people were just giving her these eat shit and die looks like Mm. you were just so disgusting
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: exactly so it got to the point where she was just like you know she told her parents like I can't do it I can't keep going there anymore like I there's there's no reason and like the further along I get the bigger my belly gets like you know I'm just going to get judged even harder I'm gonna get hated on even harder like you know afterwards and when everybody's coming up and talking to each other and this and that you know other families would come up to hers and like start talking to her parents and just (laughs) give her like this little side eye but never like actually like speak to her and And what
0: and what does it prove what does it prove at the end of the day like here's the thing
1: a -hmm. pregnancy
0: is an actual um manifestation of of a possible sin it's not always a sin but It is a manifestation of something that happened, right? Right. So her sin is visible, whereas most of us, our sins are not, which is why I named my podcast unfiltered because I refuse to filter it down for anybody. Like if you disagree with me, that's okay. I'm fine about it. I still have a lot to teach people and a lot of teachings from the Bible and God, and I don't cherry pick it. I am true to the Bible a hundred percent. So here's the thing. That doesn't have to be judgmental though. If I come to you as a sister and I show you something like, okay, this is going to help you in your life. And I'm a positive experience for you and a positive, helpful person to you and not a negative person on you. You're much, you're going to come to me for questions way more than you would if you, if, if I was mean about it, right? Like if I'm so pious that I'm so great, you're never going to come to me and say, Hey, what about this scripture? I don't know what this means you know, then I can't help you. You know, if, Mm -hmm. if you had a question, like if, if you needed some knowledge, if you needed something, and maybe at the end of the day, you just wanted that question answered and it doesn't change a thing, but at least you felt comfortable, you know, and as for your friend at the end of the day, what would they like her to do? Because here's the thing, they don't even believe in abortion. So what would they like her to do? there's a baby in there. And at that point, her sin is irrelevant. Now it's a miracle inside of her that needs to, she needed help probably more than anything else. She probably needed love and acceptance and, and a little bit of help, you know, that doesn't teach her anything being like that, that teaches her cruelty. And she's going to get enough of that being a young mother on her own or giving the baby, whichever way you do it, you Mm -hmm. know, It, it, but she still made the right decision. She didn't end the life. You know, right. so why, why do that? Why make her feel guilty about the very thing you preach about? Don't kill your baby. Well, don't kill your baby. And then turn around, and treat her terrible. Like what? Why mm-hmm. are you, you know, people want to say they're godly and they want to point their finger. Cause you might say a curse word, or you might say the wrong thing, or maybe sometimes I don't know. Maybe I'll just say, I don't know. And I'll go look it up. But at least if there's some honesty in a person, you can feel it. I mean, Mm -hmm. It is what it is, you know, and my love for God is not, is not changed. If I go have a a talk with a Satanist about John D I want to know what happened with that situation in my life, but does that mean anything changes for my testimony? Absolutely not. I've been through hell and back with my testimony. There's nothing that can change it at this point
1: right exactly and you know sometimes mm-hmm. we we have to have that that conversation with the 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 opposition as it were okay. you know the the other yeah. the other side and if you can't have that open conversation with you know the conflicting side of what you you know believe in then you know you you need to do some reflecting on, on your, on yourself.
0: Well, they're so, they're so brainwashed that they don't, they forget a couple things. Alistair Crowley was a freak, but here's the thing. He was also really well-read. Okay. Not such a great writer, but he was well-read as above. So below applies in almost everything. So if you believe in God and angels and hierarchy of heaven, then I will promise you that there's the devil and legions and a hierarchy there too. So you better know your enemy because when it comes for you, I would rather be well-informed, period, period. Why did I know that was a demon that they were talking about? Because I informed myself. I didn't know at first, but I sure did go search it out. You mm-hmm. know, pe- people get scared. They're like, oh, you're talking about demons and that's bad. And da-da-da. no, I'm not afraid of any of that because I have the power to squash snakes and scorpions heads. God says so in Jesus's name. So why should I fear that? Why should I fear the study of that? King James didn't just write the Bible. He wrote a full book on demons as well. And most people don't really.
1: I did he not. Did. Hmm. He I think did. I'm, I'm going to have to where, where do you
0: find <laughs> that at that google that it's real be very okay. careful about reading but yes and solomon did the same thing and so i'm like you you know that why would he okay he didn't write the bible like out of his brain right he just interpreted it for to enclose it in one book okay Pe- other people mm-hmm. were writers of these chapters so same thing with the demons. Why is it in there? It's to teach us. Why do we need to know it to learn to protect ourselves? Then why do you need to know the other part? I'll ask you this. What sport do you like or play?
1: Uh, well, um, it would be it, BMX I, I don't, I don't really do okay. like football no. or baseball. Okay. Or but basketball. you know about,
0: okay. You know about football. Yep. What do football people do on a team during the week, if they're going to play an exceptionally hard team, what do they watch? What they're they going to watch all scrimmages. Of what? Their enemy. The other team. Of their enemy. They'll learn their
1: plays, know what they're going to do.
0: Exactly. And I am going to be that Christian because I'm going to know exactly what to protect myself against and my family and other people, not just myself. Because if we are only about ourselves and our families, then we haven't really accepted the true Christ-like way. That's not what it was. Mm -hmm. It's not, we're supposed to have that knowledge and have all of that in us to go fight for everyone. You know, our our decision of if you go to heaven or not is not up to me. That's ridiculous. And maybe one day we'll be fighting side by side. You never know. And so I just say like, you better have all your ducks in a row and have your knowledge and have, have your armor. Now I'm not saying for the lay person, to go deep dive into this just willy nilly, because honestly, there's some repercussions. If you have little openings of like, Oh, that looks like a fun place to go. Yeah. I don't know if I would do it. If I had a lot of vices, I would really make sure you're in a good place mentally and like not so much physically, but mentally to like Mm -hmm. go down that journey. Not like vices is in uh, smoking or some weird thing. I'm talking about openings in your mind where something could Come in, you know. Right. Um, yeah, you've got to arm yourself, and that's the truth. And if we don't watch the scrimmage of our enemy, then what the heck are you gonna do when you're really faced with it? I don't know. This God Jesus is coming back. I know this for sure, but I know there's going to be a war beforehand, and I don't want to be not prepared. Like, and if it never happens in my lifetime, then so be that. But Maybe it'll be for my son. Maybe, I, I don't know. I don't know why God's put me on this journey. Never want to do anything like this in my whole entire life. I <laughs> I, I was here a nurse. Here I am. Normal as could be, like as normy as one could be. Like years ago, I would have been first in line for, you know, the 2020 solution. And I gave him the finger. I never injected one person and I never received anything. And I think that's really important for people to know because, like, I, I read these things. Like, I'll never trust another medical person again. I'm like, not all of us bent over, just so mm-hmm. you know. And I would never put that in another human being. Never. I would. I was ready to leave my job and walk away. Some I of think us a still a have lot integrity. Of were. Yeah. Yep. And not all of us were fooled, you know. But mm-hmm. same thing with God. It goes all back to that. Don't be a fool figure it out. Like even you, as much as you know, like I just dropped a bomb, you know, and I would, Mm. we can do an episode on that because I've been looking for someone to do one with. And most people don't want to do that.
1: Yes. (laughs) Most people are like,
0: you want to do what? And they're like, no, I don't want to do that. And I'm like, why we need to talk about things. We need to explain it. i've always
1: found you know it being interesting uh you know demonologists and and how like they just are they they know all these things Mm -hmm. and they've read all Mm -hmm. these different you know books and stuff that have been written centuries ago about this stuff Mm -hmm. and it's just like you know and like another thing like i just it, it, it pisses me off that in order for like you know an exorcism to happen the the Vatican has to approve it. Oh yeah,
0: that's bullcrap. Yeah,
1: exactly. Jesus walked around,
0: what's half of the Bible? What's three quarters of the Bible? Jesus walking around, casting things out of people. And I'm telling you this with me working where I work with mental illness, there is a good portion of people that actually have problems that are mentally ill from like no fault of their own, maybe an accident, maybe a chemical imbalance, something, whatever. There's also a good portion that look And appear to be demonized. And it's sad to me that they have to go through that because there's not enough Jesus's to cast anything out. And I'm not saying for the lay person to go do that either. I'm just saying it's sad that there isn't more where people can get help. I'm not saying, oh, Joe Blow on the street should just go start doing that. Like, that's crazy, you know?
1: No, definitely not for for everybody. But I, I think that, you know, I just, it, I, I, i was so shocked and i'm, I'm still kind of shocked and maybe i just haven't looked hard enough yet but i just i feel like there should be more people out there
0: mm-hmm. who, there should 100 claim that
1: they you know that they are exorcists and they can you know and they can do Help this people. stuff and that they don't need to have the catholic church a, yeah, a, the a, sanctions a, yeah their approval for it whatsoever <laughs> like if you're able to accomplish that feat then by all means accomplish that fucking feat and get the shit done exactly
0: and and not to be disrespectful to anybody out there that is catholic but you have to look at all religion like what you said and i i'm not i'm not against them like i am mormon stuff and i'm only remember i'm only against them because they lie but for catholics i think a lot of their their stuff was influenced at a later point by santeria it's really similar in some areas and I'm not saying that they know that I'm not saying that people that are Catholics know that I'm not saying good people don't know that I'm just saying like sometimes the top of the top it gets kind of messed up like we're talking about the Vatican you know and Mm -hmm. I think as many Mormon top of the tops are bought so are the Catholics so are all of them this this has to happen for the world to come about to a full fall. They all, the church has to come against us all. They're going to side with Lucifer. They're going to be part of the problem. If you read your scriptures, you already know that. And on top of that, like I said, God called King James to write that Bible and put it, not write it, but put it together. He mm-hmm. must've called him on the demon book as well. Cause why the heck else was it published? Why the heck else was it made? Like, what was that about? And that got shoved under a rug. Like, I mean, there's a lot of things that we do not understand, but I know this as much as we can prepare and stay close to God. Like I get up, I read my scriptures and I don't read them. Like this is this day. And that's that. No, throw it out the window. I pray. And I open that thing. And the message is the living word for a reason, because it can mean something different today than it meant to me yesterday. I could read the same verse today as yesterday and have it apply completely different to my life. So sometimes now I'm not saying if you've never read it in its entirety, I mean, get a basis, but if you've read it two or three times, this is what I do. Open it up, pray about it first and see what that message is for the day. And you don't have to spend hours doing this. That's irrelevant. Hear the message from God. Where are you going to get your message? If, if everything's so closed off and we don't go on trips to go find God, we don't do any kind of journeys anymore. We don't go within ourselves or have some kind of suffering. Okay. So where the heck are you going to find God? You Mm -hmm. have to open yourself up to get that line. People say, well, I've never heard God. I'm like, have you really tried really dedicated yourself and really been so down and out that you would open yourself up to that? Because a lot of people have not no judgment, but it's just the way it is. You know, I've almost died a couple of times. So, and wanted to die once because of my daughter. And that one was the one that broke me, ironically enough the mental torture that I went through was far worse than any physical torture that I have suffered because that I always look at Job. I always look at the suffering that Job went through and people say, well, why would God do that to Job? Or why would God do that to people? If he loves us so much, God didn't do anything. He's not the ruler of this world. That has been made clear time and time again. God gives us our free agency, number one. And number two, He is not the ruler of this world. And that is why I think who answered the prayer in the temple was the God of this world.
1: Mm. Because
0: it makes sense. Okay. And so, I don't know. It's just, it's interesting to me. It's interesting to me that that isn't brought to Sometimes my bluetooth just like randomly disconnects so anyway <laughs> i am back it, it was off for a minute um but i just think it's interesting that people don't realize god doesn't do any of that and also our bodies are just bodies and this isn't our home
1: this Mm-mm. isn't our home
0: we're not supposed nope. to love it here no nope. you're not supposed to be so comfortable you want to stay here like the elites that need new bodies like We aren't supposed to like it that much here. I'm not saying hate your life. Not saying that. I'm just saying sometimes if you're uncomfortable, it's for a reason. And it's not God's reason. That's somebody else. Mm -hmm. He was left in charge. Yeah, he was left in charge. God is just there for when we need him and call upon him to see if we can make that better. And I know for a fact, for me, that God has helped me through things that I wouldn't have made it through. I w- I was supposed to have died at least twice. And once was last year. I had osteomyelitis in my spinal cord. That doesn't just go away. That's a disaster. And even mm-hmm. as a nurse, I knew what I was facing and I knew that God would have me. I like knew I just, and I kept telling my family, can you guys just stop it? Cause they were like, oh, and I get it. I mean, it was scary. And they were, I mean, this was months. I had a pick line going to my heart. Like, every, I was very sick. And I just told them, like, we got to stop this because it's just stressing me out and it's useless anyway. Whatever is meant to happen will happen. That's what's going to happen. I'm going to do my right. part, my best to, you know, eat well, uh, take the medication, do the things I'm supposed to do. And then the rest is out of your hands, which is why people are so weird about God. They don't like shit out of their hands
2: you no, know, not at
0: all. <clears throat> and we have to learn to let that go. When people say, I give it to God, mean it, then mean it, then let it go, take a breath and figure out what exactly he can do for you. But you can't just be like, I need this and I need that. And I need this. How would you feel if that was you? And you, you never heard praise. You never saw dedication. You never saw anybody come to you unless they needed something. I don't like that. I don't like when mm-hmm. people do that to me you know, it's something to think about.
1: Definitely. Definitely.
0: Yeah. So did I teach you a lot about Mormons?
1: Yes, (laughs) actually, there was a lot of things I I was (laughs) not aware of um, before.
0: Do you have any questions that you maybe saved up or anything I I didn't get?
1: I do. I do not off the top of my head. And that's always how I I did a good job. It will be, (laughs) it'll be later on. It will be like three days later. And then I'm like, oh my God and then I'm gonna have you to
0: can ask you send me it yeah well and I'm hoping to do that um I'll do some research and I would love to get with you and do one on that book because so few people talk about it, it yes it, it I, just I, I like I light. said
1: that's the first time I've ever heard anything about that so very very yep. very curious yes,
0: yes it's, and then it's there
1: and then something else that's kind of <clears throat> uh kind of strange and, and funny so I was recording an episode last mm-hmm. night Mm-hmm. And I was talking about uh, different kinds of paranormal things, um, stuff like that was talking about how um, I have activity in, in my home. Oh, and yeah, I, so I while I was talking about that, I was uh, unaware of something that was happening outside of this room that I'm in. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until this morning when I found out. So me and my girlfriend and, uh, we're sitting in the the kitchen before i'm going to work and everything and we're we're talking and she was like hey did you come out of the the room uh last (laughs) night and i was like you're
0: like what (laughs) no why
1: and she was like well i i'd heard what i thought was like the the door open and i never see you come out or anything i was like no uh-uh. i wasn't i wasn't in there and so she ended up getting up and she had like the lights off and almost walked into a, a door in the, in the hallway and it turns out the closet door that sits just to the left of this door right here
0: mm-hmm.
1: had opened wide up on its oh, own wow as I'm sitting here talking about Mm. spirits being in my really
0: weird stuff, really weird stuff happens. And especially, um, okay. I went through a lot of things to get rid of the weird stuff when I came out of Mormonism and I think they liked where they lived. (laughs) And if you try to get rid of them and you don't do a good job, what does it say? It says seven will come in their place. Right. And so I did make Mm. a video about spiritual warfare, which I think might help you. And the closer you get to where you just might believe more in God, like how you said, you now know that there can be a God, you know, along with other things that you believe, and it's changed your mind a little bit, Mm -hmm. the more open you get to that, the more things are going to start happening. Because if they do like to not inhabit you, but like follow you, there's difference, you know, they're going to be mad. And especially where you're, you were getting ready to talk to me because I'm very all about like, this is what you should do. This is what you need to listen to, blah, blah, blah. I'll send you some stuff. But, and, and people, you know, people are like, oh, that got worse. And I'm like, oh, it will, it'll get worse. And then it will get better. It doesn't Mm -hmm. get better all at once. And even still, when I did a podcast with somebody, a couple, like it was about a week ago and I would have thought I was actually losing it if, if. <clears throat> my son hadn't been there because, and he's 15, he's not five. So he's reputable like enough to get it. Um, we went upstairs and he's like, do you smell that? And I was like, yeah. And then he's like, I think it's the dog. And I'm like, yeah, I think it's the dog. And then my dog is there and my dog, I'm in the bedroom. And then I see the dog come in. So it wasn't the dog. Cause he, he wasn't over where he normally is. And the dog stopped. He didn't turn around. He backed out and left. And I was like, uh oh, and so, and it was right after I had talked to someone, a whole bunch of people on a tavern about God and about how, how God really is like, God, isn't this thing that they make him into. That's ridiculous. It's, it's it's ridiculous. It's literally ridiculous. Like, and so I was explaining grace and love and all these things. Not that I'm saying people aren't punished for their sins. I'm not saying that. Okay. I'm just Mm -hmm. saying like God, it is is just like you or I as a parent. There are a few things I can imagine in my life that I wouldn't forgive my child for. Okay, right. It's He loves us way more than that, and so that's amazing to people to open their eyes. And that's kind of what I was discussing. And. So anyway, my son said, it smells like rotten meat in here. And I was like, yeah, it does. So we are looking all over and I'm a nurse. I'm super weirdo, clean OCD lady. Like everything's perfectly placed all over my house. Like I'm very like that. And so he's like, yeah, especially your room. Cause you're like wild about your room. And I mean, changing sheets every three to four days. Like I am really diligent. And so I was like looking and as we were looking, it's moving and I'm trying to get the dog to come back. And the dog's like, <laughs> heck no, I'm not going back in there. Not, I had a jerky, a jerky treat, duck jerky. He loves duck jerky. He was like, no way, no way. He would not come Mm. back in that room. And then we started praying and praying, and then it finally stopped. But then my dog finally came back in the room, went straight to a chair. And then that smell was everywhere on that chair, but not just the chair below the chair like on the dress that was hanging on the chair, on the shoes underneath the chair. Like it wasn't just one spot, like on a bad chair or something. And right. it was literally, my son looked at me and he goes, it's literally like it sat there. And I was like, so yeah, we're just praying. We're yeah, not going to go there. Yeah. Like that.
2: <laughs> and oh. so what
0: I'm telling you is if you're opening your mind more to being more, you know, accepting of God, it's going to, it probably will ramp up because
1: Oh yeah, and even even before <clears> that, <throat> over the the weekend, um, I was to go uh, onto a podcast Sunday night, and when we had got on there, we started having issue after issue, <laughs> and yep. it was just like you know we started having issues to where like you know only one person in, in the group I remember was you telling me that was able to you know was having to hear it and, and everything so we end up calling it at <clears> night <throat> monday night instead and like i walked out and i immediately sat down and i just kind of started laughing and i'm just like there was something what clearly, is going on yeah clearly <laughs> fucking with shit trying well, to not get this to know- come out
0: The devil is, um, has dominion over the airways. So that's part of what he has dominion over. He has dominion over specific things and people need to like understand those things so that they can better prepare themselves. So before you go on air, say in God's name in Jesus Christ's name, I take dominion over my airways, over my electrical things, blah, 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 because honestly, and you'll notice like if you sit down to study the Bible or watch a Bible, something you'll get a thousand distractions, but you can watch TV all day and never get a one. But then if mm. you start doing something that's God centered, it doesn't have to be just studying the Bible. It could be a, a song you put on to worship or whatever. And you'll notice like, Oh, you'll get a phone call. Oh, the dog will bark. Oh, the kids need something. Oh, you know, blah, 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 blah. And, and it's all distraction. It's all a distraction. So definitely, definitely. I would definitely pray. Pray lots.
1: All right. We'll do. Anyways, <laughs> we are about two yep. and a half hours now. So I figure this is probably wow. a, bit, a That's good awesome. stopping point for yeah, us. For sure. So uh, yeah, again, I think
0: we've covered tell it.
1: everybody where they can find you at and all the things all the that things. they wanna <laughs> they wanna listen to you, get into touch with you, whatever yep. it may be.
0: Awesome. So I am at the unfiltered rise on all of the socials on, uh, Instagram. Most, most of the time I do have a TikTok. I have, I'm on all the platforms, Spotify. Uh, let's see what else I Heart radio. I'm on Apple. I'm on all the things in YouTube, all the, all the big ones, all the little ones. So, you should be able to find me there at unfiltered rise. And also uh, my email is unfiltered at gmail.com. If you have a story you'd like to share with me or get in touch with me, that is how you do that. So
1: awesome. And it was great having you on. I can't good. wait to have yes. you on again. We'll do we'll it. Definitely do this, this demon book. We'll, or we'll just get yep. that completely lit. That we'll teach great. people
0: how to be armed because nobody is coming to save you like they did in Jesus's day nobody does exactly. it exactly
1: nope not so, at all
0: let's arm well, up some people <laughs> exactly
1: all right guys and that will end tonight's episode of the big rambowski see weird y'all